because this is how you push through the fear, push through the limiting beliefs, you know, push, you know, get uncomfortable. The comfort zone's a warm place and we all know nothing freaking grows there, right? Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In an industry with such a high failure rate, such as real estate, it takes a special level of perseverance and drive to get through the ups and downs while on the road to success. Joining us today is Rod Khalif, who over his 40-year business career has built more than 24 businesses and owned over 2,000 houses and apartment buildings. To say he has had success would be an understatement, but it always hasn't been that way. You see, during the housing collapse of 2008 and 2009, Rod lost more than $50 million in personal wealth. Throughout our conversation, he shares how his goal-driven mindset has allowed him to come out the other side and grow to even bigger heights. Now, before we get on to the day's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Rod. Be sure to check out his podcast, Lifetime Cashflow Through Real Estate Investing, and stay tuned for details of his upcoming event. I've included links in the episode description. All right, well, really the way I like to start everything out is if you could just in- introduce yourself to us a little bit, uh, who you are and kind of what, you, what you're known for. Sure, sure. So my name is Rod Cleef, and... Uh... Gosh, I've I've done a lot over my lifetime. Um, I've had a lot of failures. I don't call them failures. I call them seminars. I've I've built twenty seven businesses, several worth tens of millions of dollars. Most spectacular, flaming seminars. You know, we fail our way to success, right? Um, I, I'm host of what I'm blessed to say is the largest commercial real estate podcast in the world. It's called Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing, and my focus is multifamily real estate. Um, so, you know, if, if you'll allow me, let me tell a little bit of my story because I think it'll add framework to what we're going to what we chatted about, maybe discussing on this call. Is that yeah, good? Absolutely. Yeah, right. absolutely. So I immigrated to this country. I'm an immigrant. Uh, I was actually born in the Netherlands, Holland, you know, wooden shoes, windmills. And I immigrated when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha. And uh, we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And we really struggled initially. I'm going to tell you, you know, uh, we I remember e- eating expired food. We shopped at an expired food store, believe it or not, uh, that was existing back then. We had powdered milk with our cereal in the morning because it was cheaper than real milk. I remember, you know, wearing clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school until I finally said, screw it. And I lied about my age at Burger King when I was 14 so I could flip burgers and buy my own clothes. And I'm sure you've got, you know, people that listen to your show that had it harder than I did, but I knew I wanted more, Michael. And and luckily, my, uh, you know, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So my mom babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And there was always a house full of kids. And she was an entrepreneur. Um, she uh, invested in the stock market in IPOs successful, successfully. And she also invested in real estate. Now, her first real estate acquisition was a house directly across the street from us, from a family named The Jewels. And she paid about $30,000 for it when I was 14. When I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? You made $20,000? You didn't do anything? Screw college. I'm getting into real estate. So I went and got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18, which back then, like I mentioned to you earlier, you could do with education. Now they got smart. You know, you need some experience before you can be a broker and have your own office. But I was a broker right when I turned 18. And, you know, 
But let me just tell you, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. Um, you know, I got a bus bench with my picture on it, made my mom proud, didn't do a damn bit of business for me, but <laughs> down at the end of the street. But, you know, and and I made about eight grand my first year. My second year, maybe 10 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000, which back in 1980 was some pretty decent change. So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy, I was actually dating his daughter, that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology as it relates to your success in anything. How really, you know, 80 to 80 to 90% of your success is mindset and psychology. Only 10 to 20% maybe the mechanical information we talk about on our podcast, you know, the how-to. It's really the why that's the most important piece. And, you know, but fast forward to today, I've owned 2,000 houses that I've rented long-term in three states. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I own thousands of apartment units. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might be like, wow. And I was like, wow. And, you know, that's $8,300 an hour over a 40-hour work week. And if you held still long enough, my ego made sure you heard about that. And I had got a head so big that I could barely fit it through a door. I thought I was a real estate god. And you know, when that happens, God of the universe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008. I lost $50 million in 2008, conservatively, eight and nine. And- you know, so what I'm known for talking about on my podcast and at my boot camps, uh, you know, I teach people how to buy apartment buildings is, is the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. But then more importantly, or at least as importantly, the mindset it took to recover from that to the success that I'm blessed to have today. So, you know, if you humor me, I'd love to maybe drill down on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that's really important is to having that, you know, that mindset to kind of get over those first, especially those first couple of years in real estate, because it can be tough to start, you know, getting that momentum going. You bet it is. And, 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 you know, it, it's, it, there's a lot of people in the business and, you know, the sad reality is a lot of people fall out because they, you know, they lose that, 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 that drive. And, and that's why, you know, if you come to one of my boot camps, I tell you, one of the things that one of the ways that I was able to get back was reassociating with, what I wanted and why I wanted it. So, like I said, if you come to one of my boot camps, you know, you'll, the first thing we do is goal setting on steroids. Cause how the heck do you get anything if you don't know what it is? You, you know, what it is that you want with clarity and why you want it. And so, you know, that's, that's the one of the first things we do. In fact, let me describe the process to you because it's very powerful. And, you know, I'm sure that if you're an agent or a broker, you do your goals. I hope you do them regularly, but let me give you some nuances because I do it a little differently and it's, and it's really powerful. So um, what I'd suggest you do is, is, um, you know, if you can take some notes, take some notes to this. If not, um, I did this um, for, uh, you know, I did this publicly on my Facebook official page on January 1st of this year, New Year's Day. And if you go to rodslinks.com, at the bottom of that is this goal setting workshop with music. It's professionally done. There's a guide you can download. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. It's just awesome to do it guided um, but, but, you know, um, with me and, and do it with your spouse, for example, and see how aligned you are in your goals, have your kids do it if they're old enough. And it's just very, very powerful. Again, that's rodslinks.com. But anyway, let me describe it real quick. So pick an hour when you have a lot of energy and, and don't do it after a meal and just sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want, all the stuff, you know, and there's nothing wrong with stuff, the houses, cars, boats, jet skis, planes. Now, here's why this is important, especially for you brand new agents, because you've got to create 
create what Napoleon Hill calls a burning desire in his book, Think and Grow Rich. You got to want it because this is how you push through the fear, push through the limiting beliefs, you know, push, you know, get uncomfortable. The comfort zone's a warm place and we all know nothing freaking grows there, right? And so that's why you've got to do this process and powerfully and, re- and associate with these things that you want. Otherwise, you'll focus on what you don't want. So, so um, again, Write down everything you could want, the houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes. Write down how much you know money you intend to make from your real estate business in, say, three years and in 10 years. You know, how much cash you're going to have in the bank, maybe how much money you're going to make from your investments, you know, things like that with clarity. And um, and take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it, which is not outside the realm of reality, because what that does is it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And what that is is the name for your the subconscious filter in your brain that points you in the direction that it thinks you're interested in. And um, it's subconscious, you're not aware of it. But the greatest example of it is when you first buy a car, you never really notice them and then you buy it and you see them everywhere. You know, were they there before? Of course they were. And so, so that's your reticular activating system. So again, don't limit yourself. You want a private island, a jet, a yacht, write it down. That's what starts the process, okay? Now, once you can't think of another thing, I also want you to write down everything you want to do in this lifetime. You know, all the, you know, the, the bucket list stuff, like, uh, you know, I've got a friend that's climbing every mountain over 14,000 feet. You know, maybe you want to write a book. Uh, you know, I jumped out of a perfectly good airplane a few years ago. I'll never freaking do it again. But that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You write that stuff down. And, um, and then also write down everything you want to learn in this lifetime. So, you know, um, uh, you maybe you want to learn a foreign language. If you want to learn multifamily real estate, for God's sakes, come to my Denver boot camp the end of July. And I'll tell you how you can come for 200 bucks. And, and it's not a sales pitch, it's three days of training, but I'll tell you later. But, but the point is, you know, whatever you want to learn, write that down. And by the way, if you're an agent or a broker and you are not investing in real estate, what are you thinking? I mean, right. you are in the catbird seat to capitalize on deals. And, and guys, we are heading into what could be the greatest opportunity in our lifetime to buy real estate. I missed 08 and 09 because I was under, hiding under a rock. I will not be hiding under a rock this time. And there's going to be exponential opportunity. There's a recession coming. Could be bigger than a recession. You know, Jamie Dimon, two days ago, the head of Chase, was quoted as saying it's a hurricane and it's going to impact your business. So if you shift maybe from, from, from just selling real estate to possibly investing in real estate, raising money and, and doing some of these deals, Again, if you can come see me in Denver at the end of July, you should, because again, you are in the perfect position to capitalize on what's coming. So anyway, um, write down all the things you want to learn in this lifetime. Lastly, write down who you want to help. Okay. We will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And again, this is the fuel to get you up early in the morning, to create that burning desire, you know, to work late, to work Saturdays, like, you know, you do to, you know, to grind for a few years, like most people won't. So you can live the rest of your life. Like most people can't. Okay. And so who do you want to help? Like I bought my parents a house here on a canal when they, my dad was alive, bought them a car, took them on cruises. Think about who you want to do things for. Mm -hmm. So put that in there. Then once you can't think of another thing, there's just a couple more steps. I need you to write a number by each goal as to how many years it's going to take you to achieve it. Put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20. 
realizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in 5, 10, 20 years. Now, I'll give you an example of this. And please let me preframe this by saying this is not me bragging. I just want to inspire you to what's possible, okay? Um, so when I was 18, I lived in Denver, but I knew I wanted to live on the beach. You know, I'd see pictures of the surf and the sand and the waves, and there's no beach in Denver, but, you know, but I visualized it. And 20 years later, I built this $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach which was unthinkable when I was 18. So again, don't limit yourself. You know, I mean, that place was amazing. I had the beach on one side, I had my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. It was like a slice through an island. But again, unthinkable when I was 18. But I made it happen and you can too. So um, um, once you put a time limit by each goal, pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, I've arrived. You know, you've arrived when you achieve that goal. Put that on a separate sheet of paper. And if you go to rodslinks.com, the guide is there. You can use that, but you can use paper too. And then I want you to pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper. So at this point, you've got your number one goal and your top three one-year goals. Leave some room in between them because you're going to write some stuff under them. At this point, you're ahead of 99.9% of the people on the planet that spend more time planning a freaking birthday party than they do designing their lives. This is designing your life. But, uh, and, 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 you know, and those 99% people do a New Year's resolution that's forgotten by February, right? right? But there's a couple more steps. I need you to write down under each goal why it's an absolute must for you to achieve it. Again, we're creating that burning desire. So you don't burn out in a year or two when you're selling real estate. Okay. So write down why it's an absolute must and use emotionally charged words like incredible, amazing, beautiful, abundant. You know, words are very powerful. They will juice you and move you. And you want to capitalize on that. So you might say, I can show my kids what incredible success looks like. So I can show my wife what it means to live a life of unbelievable abundance or husband, you know, what it means to live the life of our dreams. So we can do whatever we want, wherever we want, whenever we want, bring whoever we want, you know, whatever is going to juice you, write that down. Okay. Put your whys down. And once you're done and you've got some reasons why under each goal, I want you to put some pain in there if you don't achieve the goal. Okay. Shift gears and make it freaking hurt. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't fail my kids. So I don't fail my husband or wife. I mean, make it hurt. So I don't live a life of regret. Now, why do we do this? Because as human beings, we'll do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. And again, this is that fuel that you need. Okay. So make it hurt. And I'll tell you a story. There was this nurse in Australia. Her name was Bronnie and Bronnie Ware. And um, she was a hospice nurse. So she took care of patients when they were about to die. And, And she asked him a question, Michael. And the question was, do you have any regrets? And she wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? Not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. I can't think of anything worse than that, okay? So, you know, if you're afraid of failure, if you haven't taken action on this, you know, becoming an agent or really buckle down to make it happen for yourself, remember that story. Fear fail, fear. Uh, you know, regret much more than failure. Like I say, we fail our way to success. You know, I got to meet the billionaire owner of Spanx, um, uh, Sarah Blakely, the women's undergarment, you know, to hold everything together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and um, I met her at a mastermind and she told me that her dad used to ask her and her brother once a week almost, what have you failed at this week? I thought, what an awesome question to ask your yeah. kids so they don't fear failure. I, I wish my kids were still impressionable. <laughs> They're old 30 and 26 now, but, but, but anyway, um, so... Um, 
you've put your positive and negative reasons why. Now you just need to go out there and get pictures of your goals, put them around you, make declarations. I'll give you some examples of this. A couple public examples. Jim Carrey, the actor, the comedian. Right. When he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million. And he used to go up by the Hollywood sign. He'd visualize cashing it. That's how much money he'd made for Dumb and Dumber. You know, and he buried that with his dad. I, I read that, uh, that his dad believed in his dream. Uh, another example, Demi Lovato, um, uh, the, the singer. Uh, when she was unknown about 12 years ago, posted on social media, one day I'm going to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, one day. Go, go watch, not this last one, the one before. See who's saying the national anthem, right? Um, I'll give you some personal examples for me. When I first got my, my broker's license, I had figured I had to get a four-door car to show people houses, right? So I got this bone-ugly Ford Granada, bench seat in the front, just a piece of crap. Yeah, but I figured that's what I had to have. Well, I worked for a guy. I was another broker. Thank, you know, I thank God I went to another broker. I didn't try to do it myself. But I worked for a guy, uh, dated his daughter that had two Corvettes. And he let me drive one. And I was like, oh, my God, because I took her out in it, you know, one time. And I was like, this is amazing. And so I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine. I mean, and this is 1978 before there was Internet. And I put it on the visor of that bone ugly Granada. And within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. Now, a couple more examples. Again, please know this stuff doesn't even interest me anymore. I'm not bragging. I just want to inspire you to what's possible. This is when the TV show Magnum P.I. was out. And uh, actor's name was Tom Selleck. And uh, he was a detective in Hawaii. And he drove this Ferrari 308. And it's the first time I'd seen an exotic car. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I just thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. So I got a picture of that actual car out of a magazine, put on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two at a Maserati, looked just like it. Last car example. I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. You know, I had posters in my room growing up. And, you know, it's interesting is my son, when he was nine years old, uh, collected models of exotic cars. He had about 30 or so and, you know, Ferraris and Porsches and McLarens and all that stuff. And he had a model, the exact same color and style Lambo that I ended up getting, which I wrecked. But get pictures. In fact, do you put these on YouTube, these videos? Yeah. Yep, All right. Absolutely. Let me show you something. This is my planner. It's on today. Yes, I use a paper planner. So if you can't see this, I'm holding up this big planner on my shoulder. But in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 22 years. Okay. First pictures are my gratitude pictures. They're kids of my kids, pictures of my kids when they were young and, and babies. Why? Because everything you bring into life, you do it through gratitude. Everything you manifest, you call it prayer, whatever, however you bring this stuff in, but it starts with gratitude. You have to be grateful. Okay. So that pictures that I'm grateful for. But then I've got pictures of things that I wanted. I talked about that house on the beach. This picture at the top was before I built it. looks just like it. I had 10 foot eyeglass like that, travertine floors like that. And it's crazy because before I built it. Now I lost that house and all the craziness. I live in a compound now. I've got six buildings you know, a big main house. I got a two bedroom guest house. I've got another building that's got an exercise facility and a theater room. And I've put a video studio in. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see my old house across the bay. It's literally right on my backyard. It's a true story. But what's funny is look at those bottom pictures. Now you guys on iTunes can't see it, but see those white walls there. That's my backyard, Michael. See the white wall. It's the same freaking concrete wall that's in these pictures from 22 years ago. It's insane. But then, you know, I've got Stupid crap like watches. I got a few hundred thousand dollars with the watches. That's still a vice. I'll admit to that one. That one, I'll, but most of the stuff. But the Lamborghini, before I ever got it, you see how dirty these pictures are. The Bentley, the Rolls Royce, all this stuff that I got that at one time I thought was important. And again, don't be turned off by what I thought was important. Replace it with what you think is important. But this stuff works. So get those pictures, put them around you. Get the screensaver on your phone and your computer and, and put them around you because they freaking work. So, 
I can I can drop the mic on that. Uh, we can continue with other strategies around success. Um, right. You know, well, yeah, definitely, a lot more. Yeah. And I definitely want to ask, you know, so by creating these mindsets and creating this habit, really, mm-hmm. because it, it becomes an ingrained part of your life. Yep. yep. You got to reassoci- reassociate with those goals. That's super important. Yeah. Right. And I have to imagine that was really beneficial and really helped get you through that $50 million loss. Because without that, you could have completely crumbled. Well, I could have, you know, what I could have done is I could have focused on the pain and and that's a natural human tendency. Or I could have decided that that vehicle was me, that that was my identity. Listen, this real estate vehicle that you guys are doing, the selling real estate, it is a vehicle. It is not your identity. Okay. So if it doesn't work out, you're not a failure. You just, you know, that was just a seminar. So it's very important distinction. Don't let it be your identity. Super important. Again, I built 27 businesses. If they'd been my identity, I would have stopped after I failed on the first one. People killed themselves for losing more than I lost, you know, proportionally in the, in the great crash and 20, you know, the great depression and the more recent one. And, 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 you know, it was, reassociating with what I wanted and not focusing on what I didn't want. Because whatever you focus on gets larger, both positive or negative. That's one of the key pieces to this this turnaround that I had was focus. But I'll share a couple more. Um, One is I had to make a decision that I wasn't going to be in a pity party and I was going to pull myself back up by my bootstraps and, and again, reassociate with my goals. And, um, you know, that Latin root for the word decision means to cut off. If you're going to attack the island, you're burning your ships because you're taking their damn ships home. That's the, that's a decision. It's not a toe in the water. So if you're going to sell real estate, by God, you decide it's done. It's not a toe in the water. It's not a one foot in, one foot out. It is freaking done. And when you're committed like that, it's you're like a train on a track. Okay. You, if you're not committed, you'll get derailed off track. Okay. So commitment, that decision is critical. And then you know, you've got to push yourself. And in some cases, you have to take that first step. And, and it might be to do something uncomfortable. And I'll give you an example of this. You know, one of the things I did in that third year to 10x my income was I knocked on doors of people that were in foreclosure. And guys, that's coming again. Okay. And I'd knock and say, hey, you know, I'm Rod Cleef. I saw you having some trouble with XYZ Mortgage Company. And, and I help people when that happens. And, you know, I bought 500 houses that way, listed a bunch of houses and, and really kicked butt. But those first few houses I knocked on the door, yeah, I was uncomfortable. Okay. People losing their house, that's not comfortable. But again, you know, and that's, that's an example of being willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. And, and when we shift to the conversation about where we are in the economy right now, that may be what you need to do, my friend. Okay. Those of you listening, you know, you may need to innovate. You may need to pivot. You may need to step outside and change your business model. Maybe it's learn short sales, you know, whatever. There are things that are going to happen because I'm going to tell you, it, it, real estate is definitely going to slow down. I was under contract or almost under contract on a $44 million deal, actually two of them. And, and uh, the, the market interest rate jumped 50 basis points, you know, half a percent interest just recently. And um, they dropped the price to 38 million and I still backed out, you know, and, and so prices are, it's called price discovery. Prices are lowering right now. And, you know, there's a lot of turmoil in the market and you guys know it's happening. And so be proactive. Think about how you're going to set yourself apart and, and, and from all the other realtors out there and what you might do differently, um, you know, maybe you, you're going to go after bank owned property, you know, maybe you're going to do the short sales, maybe you're not going to mess with, uh, you know, that, that market, but you got to do something to set yourself apart. Because, you know, a lot of people will fall, a lot of people in your business will fall out during this time that's coming. And, but I'm going to tell you, 
if you want to capitalize on it, invest in real estate. And, and if you want to do that, can I get, do a quick plug for my, my bootcamp? Yeah, absolutely. Because it really, I'm really proud of it. It's not a sales pitch. It's three days of training and it's 197 bucks. If you use the code that I give you, it's in Denver, Denver's United's hub. You can fly there from anywhere in the country nonstop for, you know, much cheaper than most other places. The, the room block I got is like a hundred bucks a night. So, I mean, it's 197. The price is going to go up to 700, but I'm going to give you a code. So, so if you can write this down mm-hmm. or remember this, Text my name Rod to seven two three four five, and remember the code Rod Friend. Since you're you're Michael's friend, you're now Rod's friend. So Rod Friend as one word, and you get that one ninety seven price, regardless of what the price is. Plus, you get a couple of awesome bonuses. Um, I, I'm throwing in my document library, which I've got tens of thousands of dollars in those documents, and my deal evaluator software, so you can evaluate a multifamily deal if you've never done that. And so, and it, with training videos and all that stuff. But I mean, those are worth ten times the one ninety seven by themselves. But listen, um, there is incredible opportunity coming. If you're not in fear and if you've learned this multifamily game, you know, which is commercial multifamily, okay, not residential, not duplex, triplex, fourplex, it's five units or larger is what the game I play in. And the beautiful thing about that business is those values are driven by the net income on a property. That's that's what drives the value. And I'll give you some examples of that in a second. But the point is, if you can make the boot camp, I promise you'll be glad you did. In fact, if you come and you don't love it, I'll give you your money back. I don't mean like it. I mean, freaking love it. After the three days, I'll give you your money back. Okay. That's how confident I am. I've had thousands of people attend. Every one of my events is sold out. Um, and we're expecting about a thousand people here. And so uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Denver's my old stomping ground as well. So that just makes it even yeah. more fun. But uh, but again, and we go through every aspect of this multifamily business, you know, picking a market, evaluating that market, you know, finding deals, all sorts of ways to find deals, how to evaluate them, underwrite them, how to finance them, how to raise all the money you need for your deals, which is a big thing. You know, cash is king in a crisis. It doesn't have to be your own cash in this business. There's a lot of money looking for a home, but you need to have talked to these people and started the relationship before there's, you know, what hits the fan so that you pre-frame them so they're not fearful, so they'll invest, okay? And so finding all the money, financing them, syndications, you know, joint ventures, property management, every aspect of, of this business that we love. And, and then, of course, I spend time on mindsets. So you actually take action with what you learn. Like I said, we start with goals. And you come to my event, you will laugh, you will cry, you will be juiced beyond belief. I just promise you, because <laughs> I spend a lot of time on this because, you know, I want you to take action with what you learn. I don't want it to just be entertainment. And, uh, and my, I will tell you, the results speak for themselves. My students are killing it. My coaching students, uh, these are separate from this, the boot camps. My coaching students own somewhere in the 60 to 70,000 unit range. And I've only been teaching a little over four years. So I'm super proud of that. In fact, I'm probably most proud of that next to my kids. So again, text ROD to 72345 or go to RODINDENVER.com. That's the website. Remember the code RODFRIEND as, as one word. In fact, go to the bottom of that website. You see hundreds of testimonials. From people that have attended. The only complaint we ever get was the food sucked or the room was too cold or something. It's never about the content. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you for letting me do that. Um, So, so, and that ties into another component of success and how I was able to turn things around. And that is peer group. You want to be around people that, that have done what you want to do. And there'll be dozens of those at this event. There'll be a couple hundred of my students, my, my actual coaching students there that are operators that own these units. And there'll be lots of other people as well, because, you know, I, I will tell you when I was losing everything, I was in Tony Robbins platinum partnership. Okay. And a very expensive partnership, like 130 grand for the year and uh, all in. And 
I was around people that were thriving through that crash. They're like, they're like telling me, oh, 50 million, get up, you big puss and get back after it. You know, it's like, okay, you know, you want to be around people that that will push you and mo and, and empower you and validate you and not sit there and, and and try to belittle your dreams for success. You know, and that's that's the thing you really want to be careful of. Most people will default to a peer group of people they went to school with or, or people they work with. Big mistake, okay? Because they may not be have your best interests at heart out of their own fears or their own limiting beliefs or, you know, and, and uh, on that limiting belief comment, you know, when I immigrated this country, um, I, I didn't speak English and I got thrown into school and I found out what bullies were for the first time. And I got my butt kicked occasionally because I hadn't learned how to fight back yet. And then my mom, God bless her proud Dutch woman that she has thought it'd be a great idea to send me to school in the wooden shoes and the leather shorts the Germans wear for <laughs> Oktoberfest. So I got another butt kicking. And then bullies had chased me home and she thought she was helping me by chasing them off with a fly swatter. So the next day, ass kicked again. And so, you know, I came up with this limiting belief that I wasn't good enough, you know? And I used to ask myself, how can I show them I'm good enough? And, um, you know, and a lot of people have these limiting beliefs. And so if you're listening, if you have one, like, you know, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm not smart enough, I'm not analytical enough, or I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, recognize that the acronym for belief systems is BS, because 99% of them are BS, okay? So you've got to pull them out into the daylight, look at them with your adult rational mind and recognize consciously, that's the key word, because I used to be afraid to raise my hand in class and you know, I, I I dealt with that that limiting belief, and you know, I speak in front of thousands of people a year, and and so you can do it too if you've got one of those. Um, but again, peer group is critical, and and my business, the multifamily real estate business, is a team sport. You're not gonna if you do single family, you can do it on your own. I bought two thousand houses effectively on my own. I had some employees, but but I I you can't do multifamily on your own, not large multifamily, and and so. You know, you, you're going to need to meet people and and that this environment, that boot camp, for example. If you don't do my boot camp, fine. Go on YouTube, learn it there. Go to local meetups. Do what you got to do. But opportunity is coming, my friends. That's all I can tell you there. So, right. Well, and you know, talking about the peer group, and you know, with with the fact that there was a a downturn in 2008, 2000. It's not that it's not that far removed from where we are today, right? You know, it so that you know there are people that have gone through situations that are upcoming so that you have people that you can go rely on and start and learn from and be proactive and start learning from on the front end. And I think that's, what's really important that people need to be able to take advantage of now is that, Hey, there's a whole group of people that already went through this that can help teach you. That's right. That's right. That's, that's exactly right. And, uh, uh, and there are a lot of people that haven't, and and in my business, for example, that are going to get their faces slapped. I'm just telling you right now, I'm seeing what some of these guys are paying for some of these deals. I'm like, you're out of your freaking mind. And then, then we're going to be snapping them up here in a, in a couple of years when they go south, because they're going to go south. And so, you know, the the, the debt is, is adjustable rate, for example, and, you know, they're estimating a certain cap rate when they sell, and, and it's going to be higher than that, because the Fed said they're going to raise the rates another five times. They've got to slow down this inflation. It's insane. I'm in a lot of cash right now. It's killing me because my cash is going, value is going down every single day right now with this current administration. So, you know, another thing besides the peer group that's really important is focus on your strengths, play to your strengths. You know, um, your strengths are probably your greatest assets. Don't try to maximize your weaknesses, align, hire, or partner for your weaknesses. And, and, you know, like I see it in the, in the multifamily business, it requires analytics. You know, you need somebody that underwrite deals and, and it's primarily empirical. It's numbers. So somebody that likes numbers, 
combined with someone that might be more outgoing and, and building relationships. So it requires both personalities. And, and those are some of the best partnerships I see in this business. When I interview, you know, on my podcast, I've interviewed probably the most, some of the most successful operators in the, on the, really on the planet as it relates to multifamily with tens of thousands of units and 5,000 dozens with 5,000 units and so on and so forth. And, and very often it's that kind of a partnership. It's an analytical person with an outgoing person. And that's why I say it's a team sport. It really is. Now, sometimes you get somebody that's good at both. But that's the that's the outlier. But but, um, you know, play to your strengths, because if you're playing in your strengths, first of all, you're loving it. OK. And and so, you know, you never work another day in your life. And second of all, you're passionate about it because you love it. I mean, hopefully you can see I'm pretty passionate about what I'm doing here is I freaking love it. And and so. You know, when you're passionate about it, then you can influence people to work with you, invest with you, sell to you, list with you, so on and so forth. And so, you know, that's why it's critical that you do what you love because that passion is the fuel. You know, it breeds creativity and innovation and, you know, minimizes or even eliminates fear. Um, so, you know, th- there's another piece. And, and um, what else? And, and I guess the big thing through what's coming is just don't give up, be tenacious. You know, just, you know, tenacity beats, um, you know, talent almost all the time. You know, there's that book, Three Feet from the Gold, about a miner that that stopped digging three feet from the gold. And, and it was a true story. You know, tenacity, you know, means keeping your eye on the goal. If you got to change your, here's a success formula. If one path is not working for you, keep your eye on the goal, change your approach and try a different path. If that doesn't work, keep your eye on the goal, change your approach and try another path and rinse and repeat, just keeping your eye on the goal. And ultimately you'll succeed. You know, you've got to have that courage, that resolve, that backbone, that strength of character, you know, fortitude, just never give up. In fact, I've got a sign on my desk here that, uh, where is it? Oh, it's all the way back here. Right here from, from Winston Churchill, never, ever, ever give up, you know, from World War II. You just don't. And, and, and success is inevitable. Um, so anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, and you know, and I think it's interesting that you call, you know, the failures in your life, they're seminars. And from those, it, 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 entrepreneurs like a shark. If they, it, right. they only die if they stop swimming and it's, and if it's only a failure, if you don't get the lesson or you don't get back up. Right. Right. And I think that's what's so important about, you know, having, you know, you talk about the, uh, you know, the change your, change your approach, change your path. And that's because you've learned from that failure. You've taken that you've taken sure. the lesson that you learned. And I think that's so important to, for success in anything is that when you have a failure, you have to know what you have to have something that you learn from it. Yeah, no question. And you always do. You always do. The failures and setbacks are feedback. You know, like after my boot camps, you'll get a survey the next day as soon as you get home. And of course, 99.9% of the stuff is very positive, but I'm looking for the critical stuff, you know, and, and we learn from that. That's how you grow. That's how you make it better. That's how you make yourself better. You know, so when you talk to a client after you've sold them something, ask them, how could I have done this better? You know, or you, you've got a listing. What could I do better? If you're not asking your clients that, you're missing out on incredible opportunity, you know, and, and the, the better you know, your clients, the better you're going to be able to serve them and market them and and influence them. And so, you know, if you're not doing that, big mistake. Um, But again, you know, if you're an agent and a broker and you're not with an organization that has a retirement plan, 
you are, you know, you're frankly gambling with your life, your financial future. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're not investing, I don't care if it's real estate, but you're crazy not to do real estate because it's your freaking, you know, that's what you do. And so, you know, again, whether you come learn from me or not, definitely focus on uh, investing. And through this, you know, through this downturn, there's going to be incredible opportunity. You're thinking, well, I don't have any money. Well, the beautiful thing is there's so much money looking for a home. You just need to, you've got, you've already got some credibility because you're an agent or a broker. You just learn the knowledge that you can raise money and go do these deals. And, and literally you set yourself up for your, for, for life in the next couple of years, if you're up to speed in time. So, you know, I don't want to sound like a doom and gloomer, but it is coming. Okay. It really is. I mean, this smells like 2006 to me. And again, I went through it, you know, I saw it frothing and I think the tipping point, we've reached that tipping point with the, you know, with the Fed raising the rates and it's just going to continue. Um, You know, God forbid we hit stagflation, but uh, you know, it's coming. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. And if you could- Can I add one thing? Do you have time? Yeah. Like five minutes? Okay, I'd like to add one thing because it ties into goals and I just realized I forgot it. Okay. So, so- you know, I, I told you about that house I built on the beach. Okay. I worked for that thing for 20 years. I mean, it was magnificent just to describe it. I had a giant waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. You had to walk through the waterfall to get the pool. I had trees that cost me like 30, $40,000 that bent out over the pool, you know, wine cellar, elevator, big spiral staircase up through the middle of the house. I'll land the plane with this on the second floor. I had aquariums that cost me almost 200,000 built around the staircase. That tells you about the house. So two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. And this relates to goals. That's why I want to bring this up. Two nights. So I worked for this thing for 20 years. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in my pool at night. Pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. And I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. It was to prove the world I was good enough. And, you know, I hate to say that, but it's the truth of it. And and I got depressed. And I don't mean just a little depressed. I mean, I was really bummed. And I'm like, what the hell? I've got my beautiful family sleeping inside. I've got the, the, you know, the two Mercedes and the Maserati and all the stupid crap I thought was important. I got this magnificent house. How could I be depressed? And I want to share this because there's some real points here. Number one is it's never about the goals. You need the goals. But you know, you, you, if you're going to achieve a big one, for God's sakes, have other goals lined up behind it because you need a vision for the future. Like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. I didn't know what I was going to do next. So that was one piece. The second piece is, again, it's never about the goals. They say the happiest days of a boat owner's life, the day they buy the boat and the day they sell the boat, right? But you got to have them to create that burning desire to push through when things get tough. But happiness comes from progress and growth, okay? That's what makes you happy. And I didn't know how I was going to grow beyond that point. So that was the second thing. But the third big thing that I want to share is I've been totally focused on me. Rod, rod, rod. Show the world I'm good enough. Show the world I matter. And, you know, and so I figured I had to get back. So I went out and bought some books. And one of them was Tony Robbins' book. And by the way, if you have an opportunity to see him live, just do it. Trust me, you'd be glad you did. But uh but I found out that he fed, I went to one of his boot camps. This is 22 years ago. And I found out that he fed families for the holidays and he's done millions, tens of millions. And I'm like, what a concept, you know, do something for someone else. And I was, I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. But I came home and I called my brother because I was going to go visit him and my family in Denver. And I said, hey, let's feed five families when I come out for Thanksgiving. 
And he called his church, found out who really needed help. And we got five families and we went out and had fun, bought food and frozen turkeys and toys for the kids. And the third family changed my life, Michael. We go up to this door and it's a row row house. Like you walk into the, the living room, you walk through the bedroom to get to the kitchen, which has uh, the bathroom office. It's not even a one bedroom. It's a crappy one bedroom. There's a woman in there with five kids. She comes out. She sees the food and she starts all the stuff and the toys. She starts crying. Her kids come out. The older ones start crying. I start crying and I'm hooked. And I'm blessed to say that in the last 22 years, we've fed somewhere between 110 and 120,000 kids here in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida. And, and please know this is not ego. I, I, there's a message here, a really important message. So don't switch off right now, especially if you want success. So I've also done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local kids that don't have basic supplies for school. I've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to local police departments for officers to keep in their vehicles if they encounter a child that's been traumatized. Now, here's why this is important. You know, see, I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement's a science. You want to become great as an agent or broker, you train your ass off, you get around people, know what they're doing. You know, if you want to learn multifamily, for God's sakes, come to my Denver boot camp. You will leave knowing multifamily. So that's a science, but fulfillment is an art. You got to figure out what juices you. For me, it's kids. Maybe for you, it's the elderly. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe it's animals. And give back to that right now. Don't say, I'll do it when I have money. Do it right now because the money will come faster. You know, we've been taught to achieve to be happy. Like we have to achieve until we're happy. You know, we can't be happy until we've achieved. If you're giving back, you're happily achieving. I know it's a play on words, but it's an important one. And again, whatever you give, you get back a hundredfold. That's the way God works, the universe, whatever you believe. That's just how it works. So give back right now. I want to leave with that. Awesome. Well, I do want to ask you again, tell me about how people can- uh, Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. So Rod's links, Rod's links, plural, both words, plural, um, has all my stuff on it, including that goal setting workshop that you can download for free and do that with your family. Uh, it's got my boot camp. But if you just text Rod to 72345, if you're driving, you'll get- uh, you'll they'll reply with probably with rodindenver.com. And just remember the code Rod Friend to come to my boot camp. And again, I promise you'll be glad you came. Start building that investment future for yourself. You deserve it. Your family deserves it. Their kids, their grandkids deserve it. If you buy multifamily, it's legacy wealth and there's opportunity coming. So thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you. I want to thank Rod for joining us today and really love the idea of treating failures as life seminars. Remember to check out the links in the episode description for Rod's podcast and upcoming events. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or a tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode, but remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.